Coast. It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. And we want to get a report this morning from WHAV South, our Southern Bureau, and manning the phones right down there is none other than Congresswoman Lori Trahan. And uh, Lori, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. So so we have a little bit of snow up here. How about uh, in the Washington area? Yeah, so when I flew down yesterday, it was it was snowing, but it tur- just turned into a, a slushy, wet mess. Uh, uh, and as you well know, Washington is not as equipped as New England to deal with uh, with snow. So we're probably, you know, facing similar challenges. Uh, but I just FaceTimed my daughters, and uh, they're enjoying a snow day uh, today. So uh, looks like we're we're nearing a foot uh, back home. Well, yeah, it all depends. Uh, yeah, uh, probably in, in the the Lowell area, yeah, they they get more inland uh, than than they have uh, in the Haverhill area, but uh, yeah, that's that's okay. That's that's how it works. And you talk about snow days. Haverhill is having today a traditional snow day. They aren't even doing the remote learning where most of the other schools are still doing the remote learning. But Haverhill, it's completely a complete day off. Well, I'm sure everybody could use a day off. Uh, it's been so challenging. And even though folks are, you know, at home and doing remote learning, I think just having a, a break, not just for, you know, the students, but also for the teachers and the administrators, uh, it's probably just what the doctor ordered. Uh, I know my, my girls are thrilled uh, that they'll be able to go outside and, and build a snowman rather than uh, jumping on a, a Zoom all day. So, yeah, it, it feels like a, it feels a little normal <laughs> today yeah. to have a snow day. Oh, you know, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, talking about what the doctor ordered. Uh, we were just uh, having a chance to uh, to talk with Deb Chevrolati from Holy Family Hospital. And uh, and what the doctor ordered for um, for them yesterday is that they were able to administer the first covid shot to uh, one of the staff members and and uh, uh, that was great news you know i i'll be honest i i teared up when i saw footage of the you know the first nurses and uh physicians and hospital workers getting vaccinated on on monday and and i've had some really encouraging conversations with our hospitals and our healthcare centers uh, over the past couple days about their plans to vaccinate uh, all of our healthcare heroes. Uh, you know, this um, the vaccine right now that's being distributed uh, was manufactured by Pfizer. So I'd be remiss if I didn't take a moment to commend the workers uh, at the facility right here in the third district in Andover who have been working around the clock to help us get to this point. Uh, but you know, since the FDA's authorization of the vaccine for emergency use, I've gotten a lot of questions about how we can be sure that it's safe uh, after being developed under these unprecedented timelines and what the distribution plan means for Massachusetts. So, you know, yesterday I hosted a Facebook Live discussion on the topic, and I brought in our expert uh, panelist, Dr. Ashish Jha, uh, so that he could answer some of those questions about the FDA approval process and what folks can expect when it comes to, um, uh, you know, the timeline for getting vaccinated. But it's really promising, uh, and it's uh, and it's something I think that's going to give so many folks hope as we, you know, enter the the new year and and you know, getting the getting this virus contained and 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 getting through this pandemic that's just been so hard for so many. 
Yeah. Now, on your uh, Facebook Live uh, event that you had yesterday, what were uh, some of the, the questions that kept popping up? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, a, a key theme from the conversation was that, you know, even though the, the vaccination is uh, is now getting deployed, there's still a, a need for all of us to continue doing our part to slow the spread of the virus. Uh, you know, we've been on a dangerous trajectory of increasing cases and hospitalizations and sadly uh, deaths as well. And it's going to take all of us coming together like we did earlier this year to slow uh, the spread of COVID-19 and, and to save lives. And so, you know, overall, the 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 message is still, please continue to wear a mask and, and remain socially distant, wash your hands. And, uh, and probably the hardest thing for all of us to do this year is, you know, staying home uh, and not having, you know, big informal gatherings over, over the holidays. But that'll ultimately enable our healthcare workers to continue saving lives while we get these vaccines distributed to as many people as possible in the in the weeks and the months ahead. Um, but certainly, you know, the phased approach that um, Massachusetts is undertaking will get, you know, our healthcare heroes, our folks who are in uh, skilled nursing centers and long-term facilities vaccinated first, and then, you know, folks who have underlying conditions who are over the age of 65 uh, next, and then certainly um, after that, you know, the, the, the broader population will be able to get um, vaccinated. And, you know, when you hear the incoming uh, administration talk about, you know, in the first 100 days, the goal being to get folks vaccinated and get kids back to school, I think that instills a lot of hope in uh, people that we are going to get to something very soon that feels familiar and, you know, closer to normal, uh, which is what we've all been craving since March. Now, now you, know, you, were, you were talking about the uh, uh, the approval process, and how were they able to, uh, to uh, speed up the process to get these drugs approved? Because, uh, you know, the, the timeline normally is very, very long. That's exactly right. And that was the point that Dr. Jean made on the call yesterday is that, you know, um, no steps uh, were were skipped. <laughs> it was just the whole process was expedited. And I think that's what you do in a national emergency. Uh, these are unprecedented times. And so, um, you know, it, the whole world, you know, is sort of watching and and anticipating, um, you know, this uh, the, the development of a safe um, vaccine. And so, you know, he sort of assured the, uh, the yesterday's audience that um, this vaccine is safe. Um, in fact, not only do we have the, the Pfizer vaccine, but, you know, if everything uh, goes as planned, Moderna, another company with Massachusetts ties right in Cambridge, um, we should be able to expect uh, that their vaccine will get approved as well. And then there are others in the in the pipeline. And he stressed the efficacy um, uh, data of, of these vaccine and what they've seen in, in trials and uh, and basically just impressed upon all of us that, um, you know, this was done on an expedited timeline, but all the steps were, you know, followed. And, uh, and there probably hasn't been as much scrutiny and transparency in terms of, a, of an approval process as there has been here. Uh, and so, you know, it's really important that uh, we distribute it and we have, you know, planning in place so that we get it uh, out broadly to, um, uh, you know, at scale as quickly as possible. 
Now, uh, talking about doing some planning uh, down at the uh, at the congressional level, they've been working on a uh, another stimulus package. How's that going? Well, as you know, uh, and we've been talking about this for a while, uh, you know, I've been advocating for additional COVID-19 relief for working families, for for our heroes fighting to save lives on the front lines, and certainly for our smallest of small businesses in our communities who, frankly, were left out of earlier rounds of assistance since the relief package was last signed into law in April. And, you know, the House of Representatives has taken up and passed not one, but two relief packages since then. But Sadly, we just haven't had the partnership in the Senate uh, willing to reach a deal that meets the gravity of the moment we're in. But, you know, yesterday, leaders in the House and the Senate announced that we're nearing a deal on a relief package totaling $900 billion um, in aid to, to workers who are still struggling from the economic impacts of COVID and uh, all these small businesses who are just trying to stay afloat. Uh, you know, I, I'll be clear, you know, I plan to support the package as long as it doesn't include any poison pills because it's absolutely vital that we get, uh, assistance, uh, to folks who are struggling to make ends meet. But, uh, I think the details that I'm hearing of, about this package, they fall well short of, of, um, of past packages that we've, you know, uh, passed in the House. And, uh, but it does include another round of survival checks. Um, directly to 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 um, to Americans, it extends unemployment benefits, um, and it replenishes the Paycheck Protection Program uh, with another 257 billion, so that our businesses um, can stay afloat and keep their employees on payroll. So, well, we'll sh- we should have more details uh, this afternoon. Uh, we're all still awaiting uh, the text uh, of the bill, but. It's really important that, you know, no one leaves Washington until uh, more relief is is passed. Well, uh, by all means, yeah. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to come home for Christmas, although in Massachusetts uh, you, you can't go outside of your, your home. <laughs> That's uh, what the governor is saying right now. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's uh, it's a tough time of year. I know that, you know, my own family, you know, we're not – uh, we're not getting together with, you know, my mom and my dad and, you know, our cousins and our, you know, extended family. And we didn't do that at Thanksgiving either uh, because, you know, we know that these informal gatherings in homes is one of the, um, you know, it's just one of the uh, factors that's, you know, creating this this uptick and this surge in, in cases. And so I think it's really important that uh, while it's hard that, you know, we continue, we continue doing that. In terms of the relief package, uh, you know, we've been at this a long time. I mean, I I, I can't tell you um, uh, how frustrating it's been to pass package after package. I mean, I am, uh, I'm talking to folks all the time in Haverhill and Lawrence and Lowell and uh, all those surrounding communities. And there are families that are, are, are just struggling, right? I mean, the money that was sent, um, you know, earlier in the spring, I mean, that money is and those bills are piling up. And if we don't get these survival checks, these are not stimulus checks. These are checks that people need just to stay afloat so that they can stay in their homes, that they can feed their families. Uh, it's just, uh, it's unconscionable. So, you know, I know that this bill is not going to, um, you know, uh, come close to what we have originally put forward. But like I said, 
uh, can't imagine breaking uh, and, you know, going home for holidays without getting uh, the American people the relief that they need in this moment. It's just, uh, it's dire. Well, the other thing I was thinking of is, uh, you know, if this isn't, uh, this package isn't all that you wanted it to be, there uh, would could always be a, a third stimulus package. That's right. And, you know, we, we already are advocating, um, not just among my, our colleagues in Congress, but also with the incoming administration, uh, which I, you know, think is, you know, at work right now with full recognition that more help will be needed on day one of the Biden presidency. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, we, you know, we must do something uh, today, every day that passes by without relief that meets the gravity of the moment, you know, where uh, we're only putting families uh, and workers in, in danger. And we frankly prolong our recovery from this pandemic. So, uh, you know, it's um, it's really important that, you know, we get this done uh, today uh, or tomorrow at the latest and uh, and that we um, and then we immediately get to work on on another package after the new year. All right. Well, anything else, uh, Lori, that you'd like to uh, let folks know about that you're doing in Washington? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we've got uh, we've got plenty on our plate. Uh, not only are we working on COVID-19 uh, relief, but we're also working on the omnibus, which is basically uh, the, 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 the appropriations that keep our our government uh, running. Um, and so uh, that is what I'm here uh, down in Washington, you know, working on. Uh, certainly, um, recently we we passed the apprenticeship legislation uh, just before Thanksgiving. You know, I voted in the House to pass the National Apprenticeship Act of 2020, which is bipartisan legislation, and it invests over $3.5 billion over the next five years to create nearly 1 million new apprenticeship opportunities for American workers. And, you know, this legislation uh, was important. I included my bill in it uh, to ensure that small businesses and their workers are also able to reap the rewards of these apprenticeships. Uh, you know, we've it's been reported that 7 million jobs could be permanently lost as a result of this pandemic. And uh, and workers continue to be in need of reliable pathways to quality em- uh, employment. And so the passage of this legislation will expand access to apprenticeships and will definitely aid in our our, our economic recovery. And, uh, and I think that we do have to think about this sequentially. We have to think about, you know, containing um, the virus and making sure that, uh, you know, we get through this public health pandemic, uh, but then also um, – uh, get to work on how we are going to stimulate our economy once people, you know, have the confidence to go back out uh, and, you know, go to restaurants and 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 go to, um, uh, you know, their small businesses, their local retailers. Uh, so, you know, we're we're working on, um, you know, not just dealing with the healthcare aspects of containing COVID and making sure that folks are safe and healthy and getting tested and also have access to the vaccination, but also uh, how are we going to get through this uh, and put people back to work and, uh, and stimulate our economy so that uh, we don't, you know, we don't uh, prolong uh, this, this downturn and this recession. Now, when I think of apprentices, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of things like uh, like plumbers and uh, HVAC people and things like that. Uh, would this cover uh, those and uh, and other fields of employment? 
Absolutely. That's what um, these apprenticeships will be expanded. We know and we have seen an unbelievable model in terms of our building trades. You know, I've been down uh, to the laborers apprenticeship uh, program as well as, you know, the, the carpenters. And uh, and there's a great model uh, for how uh, we get folks into those those jobs, which we're experiencing shortages of, of people in those really um, family sustaining uh, good paying jobs. And we want to expand that model, uh, into other fields. Uh, and, and that's exactly what this, what this bill does. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to, you know, getting to work on, uh, you know, funding those grants so that we can help our small businesses in particular. You know, sometimes these apprenticeships have, uh, happen, uh, or they benefit, you know, just some and not all. Uh, but, you know, my bill specifically made sure that small businesses have access to these apprenticeship programs and the, these grant dollars so that they can bring on uh, new employees and train them for jobs of the future. So um, I'm really excited about that, and I think it's going to be instrumental as our economy recovers. All right. Well, Laurie, I want to thank you for joining us today. You're all, you're filled with uh, lots of hope and, and uh, optimism, and that's a good thing. Well, thank you for that. I know that this has been a really tough year, um, but I'm always uh, I'm always you know blown away by what I see on the ground in communities. You know, folks helping their neighbors, uh, nonprofit communities, just stepping up in major ways, and there is a lot to be hopeful for. Uh, we have to get through this holiday season, which is going to look very different from years past. But um, this new year is really going to, um, you know, signal uh, uh, us rounding uh, the corner and making sure that we're putting COVID behind us and uh, and getting our, you know, our lives back on, on track uh, and something that feels, you know, you know, closer to normal. And so I, uh, I just, I just, you know, compel folks that even though it's hard right now, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, we have to protect our healthcare workers so that they can handle um, the surge that we're seeing as well as, you know, stay safe themselves. So that means, you know, continuing to wear that mask, stay home if you, if you can, um, and, you know, stay socially distant so that we're all doing our part while folks are getting vaccinated to keep each other safe. So thank you so much, Wynn, for the, the opportunity to come on this morning. I hope you stay safe and have a, a happy holiday season. Well, thank you very much, and hopefully uh, you uh, stay safe as well and and your family as well. Have a great Christmas, and uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic 2021. That's what I'm looking for. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Thank you so much. Congresswoman Laurie Trahan, our guest this morning here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV.